minded, we were blinded Looking for peace without Jesus, we can't find it Ministry minded, we were blinded Looking for peace without Jesus, we can't What up, what up, what up, what up How y'all doing? Welcome to another episode of Anthony's Godly Guidance I hope you love it, I hope it blesses you More importantly, I hope it gets you closer to God Enjoy Hey, what's up, Anthony? What's going on, my man? How you doing? Doing good. All right, so uh, let's go ahead and get this rolling. This is episode three of Anthony's Godly Guidance, the the racist the racism series, and I got the my man Kamoy. Right, the racism <laughs> series. Right, the racism series. Ain't that something, right? <laughs> if we want to get everybody talking, that's what I should have just called it. Right, the racist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. shoot yeah people give you a lot of different looks but <laughs> <laughs> yeah well you know it, it catches the ear so maybe that maybe i have to go a little bit edgier in the future yeah <laughs> you never know. so well yeah you know I, I tell you what though from my experience i have found when I have more edgy topics, I have more listeners. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, so, you know, the things that are not as edgy, I'm not saying they don't listen, but when I have edgier, you know, more controversial things that I talk yeah, about. People's attention. Yeah, so maybe maybe there's something to that theory, my man. <laughs> uh, so um, being that I haven't had you on uh, – I guess give give us a little bit about yourself. Yeah. Um, my name is Kamoy, uh Christian hip hop artist. Um live residing in Denver, Colorado, but I'm originally from the Caribbean island of Antigua. Um, just a man trying to seek after God and to point others to God as well. So um nothing real special about me, <laughs> but that, that's, that's all it is. So Okay, um, I uh, we might have to do this on another on another episode, but I, I wanted to give you props. I, I listened to the song, man. Uh, I like it actually. I mean, in some ways, it could tie to what we're talking about too. You know, gotcha. But I like that. I just wanted to give props out. Um, I appreciate that. Tell everybody the name of the song. Yeah, it's called um, Giving My Best. Um, so if, if you want to check it out, you can find it on iTunes, um, any um, any media outlet, pretty much. There's videos up on YouTube, and you can purchase it on iTunes, Amazon, Spotify, wherever. Right on. Okay. Well, right on. I, yeah. Thank you for that. So with that being said, I'm going to go ahead and uh, go into the into my first question I have. So. When when I say racism, what is the first thing that comes to mind? Um, certain group of people thinking that they're better than another group of people and placing other people below themselves. Okay, I like yeah. It, it's interesting doing this, hearing different people's uh, ideas or perspective on what that you know what that word means to them. I, I'm really, I'm really enjoying this, this series, man, for, for many reasons, but so, okay. That's what comes to mind when you say that, um, any more, anything more to that? Uh, <laughs> well, I guess it can always go deeper, but, um, I guess hate because I, I feel as though with racism comes a hate. So I don't think you can have racism without hate. So, or hatred. So it's like right love. So. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that is also another thing that keeps going on. <clears throat> okay. So anyway, so I'm, I'm going to tell you doing and doing this. I'm good at, at, at I mean, you've been, a, you've, <laughs> you've heard me in youth group, you know, I have yeah. a tendency to go off. <laughs> so so if it goes off, 
as long as we, you know, just roll with it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, um, what do you? Sorry, do you think that there is a clear or distinct uh, distinction between the different races? Let me ask that again. Do you think that there's a clear divide or distinction amongst the different races in our society? Yes. I okay. <laughs> okay. And give me more on that, please. Uh, I, I think there is, but I think it's mostly to the point where um, people aren't willing to communicate. So like people will be like, yeah, there's a problem, there's an issue, but I'm not like that. So there's not really that big of a deal. So instead of, instead of hearing like why other people think that there are issues or there are deeper line issues, um, you see it like people will see it as complaining or them being ungrateful or not being happy what they, with what they have. So I feel like as long as there's not a willingness to like come together and actually talk and listen to each other, then really things aren't really going to change. So you're going to have the discord between each other, not not like discord saying I'm right, you're wrong, but just hearing how other people and how different people are feeling and what can be done to make things better or change things. So, uh, Man, so you know, the funny thing, and I have a feeling this is going to keep going, is as much as I'm hearing differences, I'm hearing the, a, a lot of reoccurring themes coming up. And in and, and the last episode that I recorded with, with Spence, which I haven't, um, I'm going to publish that one tomorrow. But the last episode I recorded, the very same thing that you just said came up. Uh-huh. You know, I'm, and I'm in agreement with you. People won't talk. People don't yeah. talk. People are so, you know, introverted or inward that they won't talk. Or like you said, and I like... I don't know. I, I I don't know if you heard me laugh when you said it, but I like when you said that people say, "Well, I'm not like that, so I don't want to talk about it." Yeah, I've come across that a lot, and that's not just on one, you know, one side of the racial, you know, that's amongst the different races. I've heard I've heard black folks, white folks, Hispanic folks all say that. Well, I ain't like that, so there ain't nothing to talk about. Mm-hmm. And to, oh, to, why, why you're telling me this when I'm when I'm not? This isn't me, so I don't see the problem because I'm not. I don't treat this or or however you want to put it. <laughs> so, right, yeah. right. Which you know, I'm going to go out of. I'm going to go out of a uh, out of uh, my order that I have because it, it goes with what you just said. So let me ask this. <clears throat> Do you believe, with that being said, that you have a blind spot in reference to talking about racism? Huh. Let me think about that for a second. Then we got time, brother. <laughs> I wouldn't, I, I don't think I have a blind spot, but I can see where I'm more sympathetic towards um, like black people because I'm black. So, of course, I would see that more. Uh, I would say I'll, I'll, I'm probably more sympathetic or lean more towards the side of seeing what the issues are involved in and how people react towards Black people. But I would say that I have a blind spot because I feel as though I pride myself in being able to look at other people's point of views. So, Okay. I uh I like that you said that because that makes me <clears throat> that's that makes me um I'm going to in every show I've admitted some form of bias or blind spot that I've that has come up and that just reminded me of something because I'm in agreement with you about that I agree that I have a I have a tendency to have more compassion you know when it comes to black folks mm-hmm. or or even even something on an even smaller scale. And this might sound silly, but like when we watch the family feud and there's a black family against a white family, I'm always rooting for the black family. Uh-huh. You know, and it's not <clears throat> not that I don't like white people. It's just there's that, like you said, there's that nod 
Yeah. And it's like, you know, I want to I want to see people who look like me winning. But then, but then what's the underlying reason for that though? Cuz there's an underlying reason for that. I would I would venture to say that the underlying reason for that is because in the past we've been everything has been stacked against us so much that we didn't win that to see us come out, you know what I'm saying? To see us victorious. Yeah. It, it, it sticks out. And I will even go as far to say as I will, I will be the first to admit that that is a form of racism or, you know, yeah. or a bias or a blind spot. I'll be yeah. the first to admit that, you know, and I think the reason, one of the reasons for doing this show is to, have stuff like this come out, you know, where people are openly admitting things like that instead yeah. of everybody, you know, like you said, everybody saying, well, I'm not, I don't, I won't. Saying, mm-hmm. well, you know what? I do, I can. And, you know, sometimes, sometimes I have this. And this kind of leads to a question I asked Spence um, um, in, the, in the last episode, but, and I'll throw this at you. Do you, do you think that, just because you have a racist thought or a discriminatory thought, that that makes you a racist. No, I, I think you should you should word that differently though, because we're more we're more we're easier on ourselves than other people. So I think you should ask, um, do we think if because someone else has that thought, if they are? That, that's another spin on it. Yeah, I mean in. But the question honestly, came I, out. Oh, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, honestly, I don't. I, I don't. I don't think it's racist. But at that same point, that person has to check their heart to see where it's coming from. I I agree with you, and because and and that that question stemmed from the thought of. Um, I had a conversation with Ryan. I had a conversation with people outside of doing this podcast, and it's you know I one of the themes of people saying that they're colorblind, mm-hmm. you know, they're like, Oh, I'm colorblind. I don't see color. And then, you yeah. know, hearing all that and thinking about all that, it made me think about the concept of, are they more racist than most people or are they <laughs> yeah. less racist, you know, in saying that. And that's kind of where this question is stemming from. Yeah. I have a huge issue with people saying that because you, are you saying that is you saying that you do see in fact see color because if it wasn't an issue like that you wouldn't feel the need to bring it up I, amen. So like, <laughs> like that annoys me a lot when people say because <laughs> I, <always, laughs> I always chuckle to myself I was like well if that's the case why, why bring it up then? why not just leave it as is and so and just go about every day so I, I, brother I, I preaching to the choir that's and that's yeah. that's why the like I, that question was geared towards that because that's one of the things i thought like so one if you say you're colorblind you are in yeah. fact like that you see color but like you said why yeah. bring it up and two yeah. you're colorblind you're only you're not colorblind against your own color yeah you know what i'm saying if you say i'm colorblind i don't see color I acknowledge that you know I acknowledge my race, but I'm when I'm when talking about other races, I don't. It's oh, just kind of that's right, interesting. That's I, I thought about, I never thought about it like that. Right, and you know, because let's be honest, anybody who says that they don't they don't negate their own race. I mean, yeah. real don't nobody negate their own race. So if I say I don't see color outside of my race, I'm just you know, basic to me, it sounds like you're just you're saying that I'm taking away your heritage from you. Yeah. So if I say I don't see white, then I'm, I'm kind of dehumanizing in a way white so that, you know, it, it, it's not, oh, oh, I don't see white. That's not, that's nothing. That's no different than, than this or that. And, you know, to me, that gives a way for someone to slip in and even if it's inadvertent racism it's the way to slip into that racism and mm-hmm. that's how you can start saying things and like oh well that's just how they are you know stuff like yeah. that yeah yeah i think a big issue too is when people don't realize that what they're saying is offensive or how they act offensive when they 
I feel like that's the main issue because you can understand when someone says something or does something and then they're like, oh man, that was kind of messed up. I'm sorry. Uh, you can understand that part, but when like you confront somebody about it and they're like, I don't, I don't, I don't think that anything's wrong with that. Then it, it shows that it shows how deep the issue is that it's not just something where you can just talk to somebody one time or, and have it change the next day. So, right. So interesting with you saying that that's good because so so putting the putting the uh, a spin on that flipping it mm-hmm. how do you feel if someone inadvertently says something that has a racial overtone or towards towards black folks yeah and, and, <laughs> right right I know I know that's why I'm asking you that's why yeah, it happens on the right so how do you feel if someone says something like that. Yeah. And then they're, you know, they're how how would you want them to respond, I guess would be the question. So if if someone says, I don't know, the the one we hear the most is probably about dancing and playing basketball. You know what I'm saying? Something mm-hmm. like that. And I'm just being cute because I'm trying not to be overly harsh with what I'm saying. Yeah. But if someone says something to you, how how do you want them to respond? Yeah. After they so, said it, so so like if they're saying, "Oh, you must be good at dancing, or you must can dance, or can play really good at playing basketball," how would I? So, so, yes, I really don't know. Like, I don't think I would have <laughs> a set mindset to like how I would want them to respond. That's actually something I haven't heard in a while. Like, I used to hear that a lot, like when I was um in high school and stuff. But I haven't heard that right. in a while. Well, I mean that that's good. <laughs> that, that that shows that there's some progress, you know. Yeah. You know, but so like it, it, I'll give you some background as to where that question came from. So my thought is if someone says something inadvertently racist, and I'm just I'm just sticking with inadvertently, they there was no malice behind it, they're not they're not hateful, it's just for lack of a better word, ignorance. Okay. Right? So someone says something inadvertently racist. I that can be used as one of two things. We can use this as a teaching moment to hear them and you know to listen and be like, okay, well, I hear what you just said, but let me tell you how this sounds. Yeah, yeah. You know, and then and then they're like, oh, well, that's not how I meant it. So then our conversation goes a completely different way. Gotcha. Or B, I hear it. And now I'm like, oh, well, screw you. You raised a piece of this. And now instead of us having a conversation, we about to go blows. I I feel like we definitely have have to point it out, but not point it. Like, I don't know. It's it's probably just my personality. But if I was supposed to point it out, I'll casually point it out and be like, huh, so so what does that mean? What are you trying to say with that? Not not trying to be abrasive or anything like that. But I feel like that you get the most, I don't know, the most change, or if it didn't, they didn't really mean it like that, you can come to a point right then and there instead of you going back and lingering on it and being like, oh, so, so I guess this person is like super racist then. <laughs> right. My distance from them. Because right. like, I find that happens to me a lot, like in a lot of different settings where people will say something, but then you're not quite sure. So then I, I'll always question I don't do a good job at pointing it out because I would always think to myself, I'd be like, huh, what did that mean? Like, were, were they actually being racist or were they just being a jerk or did they not really know how that sounded? So, right. yeah, so I, I will say that I don't, when I hear, well, if it's a casual thing, I wouldn't really say anything, but I'll, I'll kind of keep a check mark in the back of my head saying, huh, be careful. <laughs> around this person, this person might be a certain kind of way, so. I I, I hear you, I hear you. Yeah. I mean, cause I'm not a, I'm not a confrontational type person myself. Yeah. I, I don't, I, my thing is, I don't thrive to get in conflict. In fact, and often, most of the time, if I've gotten involved in conflict, that was a last resort sort of thing. And, you know, it's more yeah. from a de- defensive standpoint, so I yeah. get what you're saying, 
And but I mean, I, I will admit there have been times where that that one thing has been said, and I had the the quote unquote nigga moment that they call it, and you know, and I off and I was like, oh my god, I, you know this and this and you and blah 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 blah, and there's no there's no opportunity for growth in that moment because again, what if they didn't mean it as a, you know, what if this is something someone said out of ignorance and now I've just crushed this and now this person I've just kind of perpetuated a stereotype now. Now when they exactly. you know, now they think all black all young black men are 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 mad and angry and want to fight. Yeah. I've just perpetuated that. Whereas you know I tr- I pride myself on trying to be better about addressing things. And if I like you if I do address it I'm not going to be confrontational when I when I address it. It's going to yeah. be more of a from a sarcastic, you know, sometimes comedic sort of like, oh really? It's like that. You know, something like that. Like, oh no, no, that's not what I meant. But yeah. or oftentimes like you, I just kind of I do that that the that check mark like you said in the back of the head, which I don't think I don't think that's fair either because now these people don't know what they did and now yeah. I'm walking around holding holding a grudge against them. <laughs> And now I don't even know why I'm mad, you know. But I struggle with that same thing, so I, I completely get you on that. Um, <laughs> that's interesting. See, I didn't even have this scripted, so that's funny. <laughs> but I, I like that because, again, these conversations are supposed to lead to conversations. You know what I'm saying? It's not supposed to just be. It's it's supposed to go here and address all these different things. So everybody can take a piece of it and be like, Oh, I hear that. So that being said, um, do you mind sharing um, some of your experiences with racism? Okay. (laughs) Uh, So um, I guess going back to high school time, when we first moved here and everything, uh, my parents and were looking for a house and stuff like that. So uh, we're going around looking and then um, this lady was showing the house to someone else and then we waited until she got done so we wouldn't interrupt. And as she was finishing and she was coming out and everything, we were walking up to her trying to like see if we can talk to her, get some information about the house and stuff. And she walked right by us without even glancing at us. Wow. Yeah, so like... It was like we didn't even exist when we were directly in front of her and trying to initiate a conversation and everything. So that was my first experience. Because like it was weird because like me coming from a country where there's like 90% black people. Um, right. we didn't, we, I've never dealt with racism before. And um, I've, of course, I've seen um, like movies and stuff and watch things on TV and I don't know if you know the movie Perfect How- um, Perfect Harmony. Um that was a I think it was based in Indiana or something in like the 40s, 50s, 60s or something. And it was just dealing with like the racial tensions and stuff like that with a guy, black guy going to school over there and things of that sort. Um but I always thought that that was a back in the day thing that that stuff wouldn't happen anymore and that stuff didn't happen anymore and then i was quickly <laughs> introduced to it <laughs> so, so yeah that, that was like my first eye opening experience and then of course we have the different stuff where like you go into a store and then people would be following you and, right like I, I don't think i ever like dress thuggish or anything like that but like going into stores like i'll be followed and things of that sort and even as recent as a couple of years ago, I had, like, when we were living up in Frederick and everything, I would have this, I would be, like, outside, like, mowing the lawn and stuff like that or pulling weeds. And then I'll have people cross over to the other side of the street. Right. Until they get past me and then go over to the, come back over to the current side to go to the mailbox and stuff. Just so they have to be on my side of the street, I guess, I don't know. That was another weird instance where I was like, oh, my, all right, I guess this whole thing is alive and well, so. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> and nothing like, 
Yeah, you know me. I'm always trying to be friendly and, and stuff to people. So it's not right. like, yeah, so I don't know. You know what? That made me. I mean, it made me think of something that I hadn't thought about while doing this. That things that people don't think about when, when, even if it was inadvertent, people don't stop to think about other people's feelings because the the, the fact that you would be walking on this side of the street, walk across the street, and then come back once you passed it. Now, if someone was truly thinking about somebody else's feelings, they yeah. wouldn't do that, you know, because how, what is that? What is that setting? And what if not even from a violent standpoint, what if you were on you bad spot and yeah. that was the thing that pushed you over the edge? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And now, you know, you know, you, you're down yourself as a person. People don't stop to think about stuff like that when it comes to racism. I mean, and I, I will say, uh, you know. I've tried to be careful about how I speak while doing this. Sometimes it has not worked out. <laughs> so, but I will say that there are people who don't understand that concept. Yeah. There are people who've never had to deal with something like that, like being the one followed in the store, you yeah. know, being ignored because it's already, it's automatically assumed that you're either broke or, you're going to rob somebody. Yeah, yeah, you have some kind and, of intent. Right, and there's no no thought into the psyche of the person they're doing that to. None, like, what if I'm hurting this person's feelings? You know, what if this, you know, and that, that's, that's one of the dangers to me of racism. And I mean, in the context in which we're speaking, it's white to black, but that's, it's not just, yeah. it's not just there, you know what I'm saying? Because, I've, you know, I mean, I've talked about how black folks could be racist as well, yeah. which is very much the case. But that's the one, the danger of of racism is that we're not stopping to think about how is this affecting them? Yeah. Right. So that's, it's, and I like that you brought that up. And I hadn't thought about that because that's one of the things that I haven't experienced for a long time. I haven't experienced the person going to the other side of the street in, in, yeah. in a while. You know, yeah. but I've been in my neighborhood for years, so they know. <laughs> I, I hate to say it, but I'm the token black dude in my neighborhood, so it's not like they're like we know him. So and he's he's never snapped on us, so he's cool. <laughs> you know. <laughs> oh man. So you know, but that's interesting. Or like yeah. having to deal with, I'm getting in the elevator and all of a sudden clutching the purse. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't want your, if I wanted your money, we wouldn't be standing here this close. You know what I'm saying? If I had ill intent of you, I wouldn't have got, I wouldn't get on this elevator that has a camera on it so you could catch me for trying yeah. to steal your purse. But again, people don't think about what other, other people's feelings when all of this comes out. Yeah. Yeah. So even um, back to cool crossing the street thing. Like, and I was trying to justify it too. I was trying to find ways to be like, okay, maybe, maybe there's a reason why she went over. But I was like, but I was like, nope, there's no reason because the guy on the other side of the street, he was mowing his lawn and kicking up grass and everything. And I was just over here. So I was like, like, no, no, I tried. I tried to justify it, but it doesn't work. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and I mean, the good thing, the good thing, and how I, I will point this out too. The good thing, how you handled that, or 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 didn't handle it, I guess, depending on how you want to see it, is with this going on, you again didn't further perpetuate the stereotype. You know what I'm saying? They they did something offensive, and you didn't get there and be like, hey, hey, ah, you know, get all this. So what's up? You can't walk with black man and all this, and now they're like, oh, angry black man. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> there's that to be changed for that. She'll be like, next time I'm just gonna drive in my car then. So <laughs> <laughs> right, or 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 worse, right? Worse, you do that. Next thing you know, you got Popo knocking at the door. You know, yeah. and that and that whole different topic. But since I said it, yeah. let me go ahead and go there. So, 
one of the things I addressed when I did the first episode was the conversation that minorities have to have with their sons pertaining to how to interact with the police. What is what 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 is your take on that? My take is of course I believe that black people have to be a lot more cautious and a lot more um a lot more recognizing like how to interact with people a lot more because um it can be taken as aggression where um they're just being upset and we know that <laughs> black people being upset is a little bit different than <laughs> <laughs> so like and people who especially if you don't have the interaction with the black community or with black people or anything like that you wouldn't know that there's a difference and the same as with me if it was supposed to be with me in like the asian community or um or native american that there's certain things that happens within those communities that I don't really understand unless I would go and spend time with them and get to know them and stuff like that. Amen. 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 Which I mean, let's let's be real. That's that's the key to all of this, right? That's the key to how to break down these barriers is to do what you just said. If I learn more about the Asian community then I'm not thrown off by certain things that happen culturally. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no need for me to be uncomfortable because I, I, I've i learned of it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I agree with you. I agree with you completely on that. And, you know, but, I mean, I, I, again, here's another bias or blind spot that I still hold on to, I guess. I, in reference to speaking about the police, I have not gotten, I mean, I used to get messed with when I was a kid all the time, man. When I was a teenager living mm-hmm. up here, man, I, it was they. It was a weekly thing. It got so old. And that stuck with me so much so that I could be driving my car, not speeding, did my blinkers. I don't drink. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't do anything, not intoxicated. And still have a cop get behind me and start thinking, oh, crap. You know, am I sitting up straight? Do I have my seatbelt on? Am I doing this? Oh, yeah. man. Yeah. You know? The same the same thing with me. And I, I don't know. I don't know how that – I don't know. Because that's the same thing with me. I get super nervous. I've never been in trouble with the law or anything. The only time I've had police contact is two speeding tickets. And like every time I'll get nervous but, or, and I'm not doing anything wrong. I'll just get super nervous. My heart will start beating fast and I always like triple check to make sure I'm doing everything right. <laughs> so, and, and I've never had any issues with um like police pulling me over or treating me any sort of way or anything like that. But, but knowing what happens and what has happened and stuff is what, causes that <laughs> that emotion i guess so right. i mean you answered the next question i was going to ask you was is that inherently because of what we've you know what we've seen do you think yeah. yes i mean yeah really you know and I, so i say that i i used to get messed with i've never i've never done anything i mean i've gotten tickets like you said i've gotten tickets i've never went to jail Mm-hmm. And I don't plan on it. <laughs> you know, I'm yeah. not going to. I ain't one of them people that glorify, like, you know, I got street cred because I went to jail. Shoot, I'll be on the streets telling them I'm one of them brothers that didn't go to jail, you know, because <laughs> there's no need for all of that, you know. So, like you said, though, I haven't done that. Now, I've, I've pointed out, I grew up, before we moved up here, I grew up on the west side of Denver, yeah. which. There, I had gang ties. I knew people who were in gangs, mm-hmm. you know, people close to me who were in gangs. So, did I have gang ties? Yes, but was I ever one of them? I never, yeah, yeah, yeah. The affiliation, yes. And so, the and the, here's the the messed up part that a lot of <clears throat> a lot of minorities should get. We need to understand, and I put this on us is 
affiliation, be it right or wrong, in a lot of people's eyes equals you are a part of, regardless of if you are or aren't. And I'm not saying that's right, but you know, I tell I tell working with the youth, I tell all the kids that I talk to, be it whatever color they are, you gotta watch who you affiliate with because but people are paying attention. You know, and if you if you affiliated with a bunch of thugs, they're going to put you in that category. Yeah. Be it fair or unfair. Oh, in a different sense as well. Like you, you could be the best of person, and then you could constantly be telling, "No, I don't want that life. I don't want that life." But it just takes one time for you to be, for you to to do something that they're doing, and then ending up messing up your life for the rest of your life. I, I mean, I don't have it ready with for, but I mean, Bible verse: "Bad company corrupts good morals." Yeah, that's exactly. I mean, that's exactly what that is. Like you said, I mean. To to put another spin on it that's less in, uh, controversial, if you are, I guess, I don't know if this is or not, I'm going to just say it anyway. If a married man is hanging around a bunch of single women mm-hmm. that are flirtatious, mind you, and don't care that this married man is single, may not ever intentionally think I'm going to go step out on my wife. But like you said, over time, if you keep yeah. putting yourself in this, in this situation, all it takes is one bad choice. And it, we've seen it happen. And there's many all times, the time. And there's many times when your emotional state isn't, isn't where it needs to be. So you can be right. influenced as well. So, right. And so, you know, to go with what you were saying to, with the with the so you're hanging out with these people, you just had some money issues and these cats is talking about we're going to go over here and rob this stuff. And you in an emotional spot because you, you ain't got no money and you don't know where it's going to come from. Yeah. You might have that moment of, huh, well, maybe I can just this once. Yeah. So no, I, I hear you. I hear you, man. I I, I, I agree with that. And again on the broad spectrum of things, I, I want to bring attention to all aspects of stuff. So people, because here's, here's what, here's what I, what I feared happening when I started this, the series, I feared that people were going to hear an angry black man talking. Mm-hmm. And I almost didn't do it because of that. I almost, I fought it. And I was like, I don't know if I'm going to do this because I don't want people to be like, Oh, he's just an angry black man. Yeah. But, God was like, no, these are conversations that need to be had. And, you know, and like I said, I've, each episode is talking to different people of different, not only different races, but culturally. And, and I mean, me and you are black, but you're from a completely different country. Yeah. So your experiences and my experiences ain't the same, nope. you know? <laughs> yeah. And people don't understand that even, you know, even when you got people who have everybody separated racially mm-hmm. and they're like, okay, you need to stick with your own kind. Cause you know, I've heard that so many times in my life, but in like in this instance of you and I talking, yeah. technically speaking, you, you are not my own kind because I was raised in Colorado. You know, I'm from America. You are from a completely different country. So how are you my yeah. own kind? Yeah, technically I'm not African American. <laughs> right. You know, right. <laughs> and and but but people don't when that that's one of the other issues with being racist. Like they don't stop to see that. Like mm-hmm. just because we're black don't mean we're from we we have the same cultural background. Yeah. And so it's uh, that's crazy how that how that goes. Um, before I move on to a different question, do you have anything more to add to that? No, no, I'm good. I think we covered it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let me ask you this: I've, I've spoken on on my biases, so let me ask you: do what what do you believe your bias is in when in reference to the topic of racism? 
man, I would have to have someone point it out to me. Because <laughs> I'm here thinking that um, I try my best to, to look at all anger, um, angles, but then coming from someone else seeing on the outside, that might be, be different to them. But... And thus the term blind spots, Mm -hmm. because there are some things that I haven't thought about in years, Mm -hmm. but having this conversation with different people or even when I was just speaking myself made me think about some things. And, you know, it made me think like, man, like the thing with when I told you about the family feud, Mm -hmm. I've never verbally spoke that out loud before today. I've thought it, but I've never, I've never said that to anybody. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and as we're talking, it's like, oh, shoot. Yeah. Well, dang, I guess I do have a bias on that because I'm doing that. And I, as, as you alluded to earlier, if we're not willing to be vulnerable or open we're never going to get any anywhere with this topic. We'll never get anywhere because everybody's too busy trying to play the, you know, the perfect I'm not, I won't, I never role as opposed to being like yeah. I suffer with, I struggle with. Sometimes I say this. Yeah. Sometimes I think that. So I don't know. I don't know if that helps you with what I asked you, and I don't know where that came from, but yeah. Like honestly, I, I really don't know, <laughs> cause, cause I don't know. I don't know. I'll have I'll have to have someone call me on it. <laughs> oh, well, okay, okay. That's that's all I'm. And let me say, you're not the first person that said that. Yeah. Not necessarily in that same context, but you're not. And I get it. I and you know I get it because, as as I believe we also this was preferenced earlier. Um. We see things through a filter, you know, and, and our filters, most of us have our filters, the best us, you know, we, we, we see the best us going out and. <laughs> hey, All right. Okay. So I, yeah, I, I believe that that happened because where I was going now was from a, I'm putting the, the biblical context in, in all of this. So uh, I think it's, it's like, oh, here they go. You, you know, he don't want to, he don't want to hear all that. So, so that being said, let me ask, what do you believe the Bible says about the problem of racism? I believe it's like what I said at first, it, it all comes from a love and hate issue. So it says, do unto others as you have them do unto you and to, love each other, love your neighbor as yourself. And and that's that's the root issue is that there's no love. So so you have to fix that problem of having love for each other. And then if you really and truly have love for each other, then that wouldn't be an issue. Wow, that's that's good, man. That that is that is funny that that is the very <laughs> You can tell when, uh, you know, God is trying to get a message through because that is the same answer, not not verbatim, but that mm-hmm. is the same answer I've gotten every time I've asked that question. Yeah. You know, you threw in the love, you, you know, do is on the others as, you know, you put you put that in there, but love that neighbors, that's thyself, that, that has come up every single time. And I, I, I agree with you that that is lost. Mm-hmm. Because I, I tend to think that that they think their neighbor, like literally the person next right next to them, yeah, right, and like neighbor, you know, shoot, I, that's my dude. Yeah, especially that neighbor looks exactly like me. Exactly, <laughs> I love my neighbor, but then you tell you, you know, you put some more on that, and it's like, what about your neighbor on the other side of town? Yeah, like we're even thinking, oh man, I don't want to put this in a different <laughs> I, I don't want to throw this off track. But I was I was talking to um a good friend of mine 
and we're talking about the whole um I'm not sure. can we go can we go into like the whole um Christians and how to respond how to respond to like the question of asking about homosexuality and stuff like that. Yeah, go for it. Yeah, okay. So he was just asking because you've had all these people from like Lecrae and stuff like that that when whenever they get asked about homosexual um homosexuality they sort of get tripped up and it's like no one knows what to say and they don't want to say anything that'll get people mad or upset and stuff like that but then it's like i understand i understand what you're saying about what why you're trying to go around the subject but the whole thing is is that you're treating things differently whereas you you can say yes i still believe it's sin but I also believe I also have friends who cheat on spouses or get drunk, lie, curse, right. and stolen right. and stuff like that. But I still love these people and I still love Amen. I still love the homosexual. Because I disagree with the lifestyle, what people are doing doesn't mean I hate them. Or Amen. I'm gonna disrespect them or anything. So that that's the same thing in in um like with race and stuff like that, is that Yes, people are different and people are going to be doing things differently. And um, people might even disrespect you. But then you have to have that same love for people where you're not going to go ahead and turn around and show them hate as well. So because it's not going to go anywhere. Amen. Well spoken, man. Amen. I mean, yeah, that's great because I I believe that's lost and That kind of ties to another question I have inadvertently, but let's let's run with it. So as I talked about in the last episode, I talked about why why the world hates Christianity. Mm-hmm. And you just hit it right there because there's too many Christians or quote unquote Christians, however you want to who are so worried about throwing Bible verses at people because it suits their argument. Yeah. And less worried about showing that love that you're speaking about. I mean, to keep it in the context of racism, the slave owners use the Bible to justify having slaves. Yeah. You know, and does that mean the Bible's bad or wrong? And no, it doesn't. It just means that people, people do what they do. That's what a lot of people are trying to say today, though. I, I, I agree. I completely agree. And you know what? I, I'm just going to say this. I, 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 I can understand their argument. Mm-hmm. And I don't necessarily want to say that they're foolish for their argument. Yeah. Because... I have seen it myself where people are being overtly judgmental over mm-hmm. somebody and using the Bible to do that. Where mm-hmm. Jesus in Matthew, you know, 7, 1 through 5 is talking, about, won't you fix you before you try to yeah, exactly. tell them? About- so, you know, t- t- from, from a standpoint of racist and the church, because I believe that the church should be the example of how we unify people, not just racism, but unify people. Mm-hmm. But we have so many religious nuts, so, so many people who are more religious than relationships, so many people who are stuck in law, you know, a law mindset yeah. that they forget the concept of grace and what Jesus. <laughs> Yeah, how many times in the New Testament did it say that Jesus had compassion on somebody? You yeah. know what I'm saying? <clears throat> but people miss that, and, and they're like, and if you think about it, and if you think about it, that's the greatest example because, like, honestly, if if I was God and I was Jesus and I was in their shoes, and I would like to know that you created man. And to know that you have such love and then man keeps on turning it back on you over and over again, cursing at you, um, saying you don't exist, things of that sort, then I probably would just be forget it and 
and be like, <laughs> all you guys are done. Like, there's no more. I don't have to worry about this anymore. It's just done. I don't have to deal with man anymore. But that shows the compassion and the love for us that even even with all our foolishness and all the things we say against God and and, and like even cursing at God, how foolishly it is, how foolish it is for us to curse God. But God is still compassionate to give us chance after chance to come back and realize what we're doing and, and to change our ways. So and when, when we're not willing to give that same grace to other people. Amen. Amen. I mean, well spoken, man. If people would listen, I almost said here, if people would listen to that, what you just said, the world would change. The world would be different. But the problem is, let me not, let me backtrack. If Christians would listen to what you just said, mm-hmm. we could change the world. But we have so many haughty Christians who, because I've been reading the Bible for 30 years or 10 yeah. years or, you know, whatever many years, I know what I'm talking about. And it says this, this they don't want to hear. Okay, yeah. well, you're right. Says love your neighbor. So you being how you are towards them, that ain't love. Yeah. And, and if we want, good. Go I'll I'll let you finish your point. And I, and I was saying, I was just saying, if we want to show people the love of Christ, and as you said, it's to love your neighbor as you love yourself. It's to treat other people how you want to be treated. So essentially, and and the one in the Bible verse that Spence brought up was. <clears throat> that God doesn't have any favorites. Mm-hmm. So if this is what, you know, Christ wants us to show, this is what we're supposed to be showing. How can we show that? If I'm so busy saying, well, I'm a Christian, but I only go to black church. Yeah. yeah. I don't deal with white folks. Yeah. You know, or. <laughs> no, I'm that's, very, that's very you know, Mexican. Right. <laughs> you know, which I will give our church credit on that because it, it is diverse. Yeah. And honestly, you know what I'm saying? Ed? That that was one of the no, things that attracted us to that church is that there wasn't it wasn't just white people, it wasn't just black people, it wasn't just Hispanic people. You had a variety of different people where because I, I I hate walking into a church and there's just like a whole bunch of one type of people. Because I, I agree. Because like you you know once you get into that church what's well, in my opinion, that it's going to be have a very biased at, atmosphere to it. So Correct. That, that's even that's even talking about black churches. Right. No, I I, I agree with you, man. So, you know, uh, so many different pastors, so many different Christian hip hop artists, they've hit it. Mm-hmm. The most segregated day of the week is Sunday. Yeah. You know, and and we, the people who should be showing light. Are showing how to further divide. Yeah. And, and then we wonder why the world is doing it. You know, they're like, well, they're supposed to be following Christ. They're doing it. Why wouldn't I? Yeah. You know, so, and I mean, I, I, I will admit that a lot of, a lot of my episodes that I record is me nagging to Christians, I, I guess you would say. Yeah. About how we're how we're responding to the world, you know, and it's not because I feel I'm any better, because I'm not. Yeah. And a lot of the things that I'm so passionate about is because these are things that I'm either struggling with, mm-hmm. have jumped over, or that I see creeping up. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So it's not from a judgmental standpoint. It's we've got to do something about this. Yeah, this is what we're supposed to do. And people on the outside, they're watching. Like, you feel as though, like, they're not watching. And then every point, well, almost every point they make, it's a valid point. Correct. Because it's what they see with their own eyes happening. So. And, you know, and how (laughs) we're put to be the light to show people where to go. So if we're put to be the light, People are going to look towards the light, even if yeah. even if there's some shade covering the light, people are going to look to the light. Yeah. And, you know, be it fair or unfair. 
everything that we do is going to be amplified. Yeah. So if we if we do wrong, it's going to be amplified. Yeah. You know, and uh, fair or unfair, that's that's what it is. So I do believe that if if the church took a more active role, and for those who don't, let me let me preference for those who don't. I'm not talking about a building. I'm talking yeah. about the body of Christ. I have to say that because not everybody goes to church all the time. If the body of Christ took a more active role in racism, just because that's what we're talking about, yeah, we we could put a huge dent in it, and in the midst of that, save people and bring them to Christ. Yeah, I I think in that regards, like the church, we've fallen into church meaning like the body, not the building. Like we're falling into the trap of um, the culture because the culture is very much, it's all individual. It's very individualistic. So like we, of course, you're supposed to worry about yourself and worry about getting right with God and everything. And in another, in another sense, like, are we really that worried about getting close to God? And that's just another thing that I've had <laughs> with would um think but we're worried about ourselves to a point but then when it comes to other people we're like well we're good so we don't have to worry about these other people so and i feel like that's very that's a very modern culture view that the church has adopted and i feel like in order to do anything we have to get out of that mindset and that's speaking to me as well because yeah, me being a more like a more um, introverted person, in my opinion, like it's easy for me to to be on the outside and and not really not really go on the limb to like go out and reach out and stuff like that. So, no, I I agree. I agree. I, I if we want. I mean, and this is a this is a a worldly saying, but if we want to see change, we have to be the change. Yeah, you know, and if we, because I I as you said, I struggle with that too. I'm I'm real quick to be about me, my four, and no more. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm trying to prosper my family. I take care of my family. I got to do this, and there there are times where I've probably shown the and to bring it back to the to the topic at hand i've probably shown the stereotype when i shouldn't because i was more worried about getting home to my family yeah. and taking care of my family than yeah. being a light to help somebody you know and stepping out of my comfort zone and or you know um un, uncomfort not, not not just uncomfort what's the word i'm looking for inconveniencing myself yeah yeah and that's, that's the thing is when we fall into trouble, though, we're, we're trying, our mind is in it for the right reason, but we're approaching it the wrong way. And that's uh, right. like a lot of Christians get into trouble because, yeah, it's good to to want to get home to your family and everything and, and take care of them. But then you have to realize that there's other people and you have to be courteous to people and you have to, you have to show them the love of Christ in your everyday life, whether or not you're rushing home or there's stuff going on. <laughs> so, yeah. And, and that's a that's a struggle, brother. <laughs> that is a straight. And again, like I said, I have more than once, I'm sure, perpetuated some stereotype about how black men are, because yeah. I've been, I've had my, I'm focused. Another thing that got brought up in that other episode was, um, focus. So focused on what we need to do that we block out everybody else. Yeah, you know. And this person over here is struggling, but I'm so focused on what I need to do that I'm like, nah, I ain't got time for you. Yeah. And so I, I not only am I misrepresenting the culture and the race of black folks, but more importantly, I'm misrepresenting our faith, yeah. you know, in doing that. And so people will then be like, well, that's how black folks are or, or worse yet. See how those Christians are. Yeah. And I mean, let's let's call it what it is. The the racial divide 
it's it's a it's an attack of the enemy. Yeah, it's obvious that it is. <laughs> like, no. Yeah, there's no subtlety about it. Right, and but we keep playing into it yeah. repeatedly, repeatedly. I mean, all you gotta do is turn on the news, and something will be said, <clears throat> and they will they will play up that that racial that racial tension real quick, mm-hmm. and now. Instead of me, me and my white dude, you know, my white brother talking, now I'm kind of looking at him and I'm like, huh, wonder what he thinks about this. Yeah. Like, I wonder if he was a part of all of this, as opposed to being like, just asking a question like, hey, man, how does this affect you? And you're to the point where you're scared to know what other people think. <laughs> right? right? Yeah, because I like <laughs> you. Yeah, I don't want to ruin, like, how I, I see this person or or our relationship or whatsoever. And so. Right. And you know, that, that is a, a calculated risk that we're going to have to take if we're going to ever get past this racial division. Yeah. You know, if something comes up and it's controversial and it is me and this Hispanic dude or me and this white dude, and it's, the the thing is to divide us. Yeah. Asking a simple question of, well, what do you think about this? Yeah. You know, and not getting mad about the response. And I think the other the other problem is, you know, we we I think a lot of times it's asked, but then we get defensive of the answer. Mm-hmm. You know, instead of being like, well, what do you think about this? Oh, I think one does blah blah blah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I see why you could think that, but what about this or this and having a conversation, say this, and you're like, oh, screw you, you're racist. A lot of of the times now, not even with just the racial aspect, is that, like, people don't ask you what you think to really understand what you think. They're just asking to see if you agree with them or not. Right. I completely agree with that. I completely agree with that. And it's so much to the point now that you in a country where you have the freedom freedom of speech yeah have freedom of speech yeah <laughs> you know what i'm saying because yeah. if you say what you feel what you really feel and it's, it doesn't agree with what i say or with, now i've branded or, you or with, what, the, or with the majority the majority correct you know and be that whatever you know and people will hear that and think that we're saying minority majority black white yeah, or yeah. whatever not with the majority, whatever the topic may be, you know, and there's enough things going on in our world today that we can pick one mm-hmm. and we could probably talk for three hours about it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, you know, that, you know, I, you know, there's this topic and I feel this way. And so I ask you, and it's almost like a setup, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Well, ask you and then you say what I don't like and now it's like all right cool yeah. now let's go where we should be asking so so why is it that you feel this way instead of just closing off the conversation I, and it do wonders imagine imagine how different a lot of relationships would be if we would do just that yeah. let me understand why you feel that way as opposed to just saying you're racist yeah but it may not be a racial thing, you know, like, cause I admit it, uh, and, and I'm trying to respect your time. So I'm getting to wrap this up. I, I expressed that I had a bias towards Hispanic males and white males growing up because of things that happened to me as a child, mm-hmm. things that they put, things that they did to me that I internalized mm-hmm. and that I had to grow up and get out of. So, but if you don't know that, you could just say that. Well, this dude don't like he he hates Mexicans and he hates white people. Yeah, you know, and extremely far from the truth. My wife is Hispanic, you know. But but even but the point, even back to that is, if you don't ask me why I was asking act, acting this way, you yeah. never understand that it was a trust issue that I had because of how I was mistreated. Yeah. And then, you know, then we can start a conversation. Well, I'm not like that. Just because they did that to you don't mean I'll do that to you. Mm-hmm. And it starts a whole conversation, you know. And the other thing this made me think of, if we could quit bulking people together as a whole 
and see people as individuals that are then would get rid of racism because I don't say, well, all white people are this. I say, well, my man here ain't like that. This is my dude, and he's not like that, but that guy over there, he's a racist. You know what I'm saying? And so individualizing that all people are different. I think another issue, too, when it comes to racism is people misusing the label racism because not I, everything is racism or racist. I, um, people I might be prejudiced or, or jerks or whatever. <laughs> but like, I feel like a lot of people have been misusing the label racist. So then now when people hear the term racist, it becomes like, oh, there you go again. Right. It's racist now. So. And we, we as black folks have been guilty of that for a while. Just, I mean, just calling it, just calling it out, you know, instead of, you know, this dude don't like me because I'm a butthead. This dude don't like me because I'm black. Yeah. I can't, why, if I'm acting a certain way, why can't it be that he dislikes me or she dislikes me because I'm a jerk? Why does it have to be because I'm black? So then, like you said, that's misusing and people are like, oh my God, here we go with that term. Yeah. And, you know, and everybody's prejudice. I mean, let's be real. Everybody's prejudice. They have some form of prejudice. Everybody is discriminative towards, towards or against somebody. If we can, it's the action you take afterwards that makes right. You know, what is it? I hear people say, "I don't, I don't, I don't hate a certain group of people," or, or they say, "I hate stupid." I hate stupid people. I hear that one too. I hear you. I, I hate people or oh, I don't dislike people. I just hate stupid people. I'm like, yeah. but I hear people uh, all the time. I don't hate one set of people. I hate everybody. I'm like, that not really any better than me. <laughs> no, it's not. That's a problem. That's a that's that's a worse problem, really. <laughs> Hello. I hear you. I thought I lost you again. So did I. For me, I was like, oh, crap, I lost him. So, <laughs> yeah, that's the most problem. And, like, and when people say I, I hate stupid people, it's like, who gets to differentiate who's stupid and who's not? You yeah. know? Again, a perspective piece. Mm-hmm. What you think is stupid and what I think is stupid are two completely different things. Yeah. So, anyway. So, yes. We could go on and on. Let me be um, mindful of your time. Um I have to let me let me say this real quick. Um, thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, come back next week where we will have Tony Castillo. No, correction. We will have um, Anthony Salazar. Um, and uh, that'll be episode five. And uh, so I thank you, brother, for uh, for coming on here. Uh, you have some very insightful things, and I appreciate you. Oh, no problem. Thanks for having me on. All right, man. You have a good night. You you as well. God bless. God bless. Bye. What's going on? I'm saying this to clear up my confusion at the end of the last last podcast. Next week is, in fact, Tony Castillo. So come back. Check us out next week where you can hear his perspective on on the racism uh, topic. Uh, Love y'all. God bless.